What? Dumb and Dumber. From Dumb and Dumber. On tonight's episode of Rabbit Troop Sucks, Paul and Mike recite Dumb and Dumber. Well, I think that just brings us back to exactly where we need to be. Boom. We're we're back in. You didn't think we were going to... You didn't think we were going to come in with real movie suggestions? Well, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Uh, a couple days after Valentine's Day, uh, hopefully all of your hearts are filled with glee and not broken and shattered uh-huh. and tattered. Because we're here with 1999's She's All That. 25 years after the fact, are we going to learn if she's still all that? Was she ever all that? I don't know. I could sense Mike's vibes next to me. It's making me think she's not. All what kind of what kind of vibes do you think I, I have over here? I had fun vibes. Okay, <laughs> lots of. Well, as always, uh, my name is Paul. Next to me is Mike. Hi. Uh, next to Mike is Lamar. Hey. And next to Lamar and me is Colin. Uh, hey. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, How's that even possible? <laughs> Colin seems flustered and and yes. Uh, but yeah, we're going to look at uh, the movie She's All That. Uh, so we're a podcast about obscure, forgotten about, and often overlooked films, and that's fit in the bill. Often overlooked films. I am the only person in the room who's seen She's All That. Um, so often overlooked, and my argument to the three gentlemen who are next to me is this movie is uh, just a definitive 90s rom-com that... Like or dislike, as this movie we will critique, uh, regardless, there are so many notable people like in this film. I mean, it's it's bananas how many notable people are in this film. I mean, you will all agree on that, at least, right? Many. Yeah, for sure. Much yeah. notable. Yes. <laughs> all the notes have been <laughs> yeah. noted and checked in. <laughs> yes, uh, we got a lot uh, on this cast. We have Freddie Prinze Jr. as your lead. We have Rachel Lee Cook. We have Matthew Lillard back for our fourth movie that contains Matthew Lillard, Paul Walker, uh, Kevin Pollack. Um, we got we got Anna Paquin. We got Kieran Culkin. Uh, we just we got Lil Kim. <laughs> we got Dulé Hill. <laughs> Usher. We got Usher. We have so Usher. many people. I mean, that's insane. Usher that's insane. and that other girl from the faculty. Yeah, Cleo Duvall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, so two members of the faculty, which is a movie we did same year, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. This is a year for them. I it, it was a year that happened. It definitely definitely is. Did they just film these those two movies concurrently? Is it the same school? It might be. Oh I, wow. That's interesting. Is it? Because I feel mm. like that I made that up. I mean it could be. <laughs> okay. Rabbit Troop Sucks turns out the trivia here. You yeah, know, if you want to believe it or not. It, uh, it is the same high school from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that true? Correct. Yeah, it is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have so many notable people. So, yes, as I noted, uh, we get Matthew Lillard as Brock Hudson, and we have reviewed uh, several films with him. Uh, Wing Commander is Mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, Without a Paddle is one of them. My favorite movie. Mike's (laughs) absolute favorite, Dead Man on Campus. Or, I'm sorry. uh, Dead Man's Curve. Yeah, Dead Man's Curve. Mm. Um, So, Good Times. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook, uh, notably in this film, clearly like a groundbreaking one. She is also in uh, Nancy Drew. <laughs> I wanted to note that I saw I saw the Nancy Drew movie. It came out in two thousand seven. I love that movie. Uh, I'm not joking when I say that. That was like a surprise, like family fun Halloween movie. I saw Freddie Prince Jr. as we have also noted, also in Wing Commander, uh, Scooby Doo. I know what you did last summer. Many things. 
Paul Walker um, plays Dean Sampson. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Walker, 2013. Uh, most notably known from the Fast and Furious franchise, also Varsity Blues. Well, it's 2013. Wow. Yeah. Well, when he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dang. It's been yeah. so long. Yeah. Kevin Pollack, we did End of Days not too long ago uh, from 1999. Uh, he plays Laney's dad, uh, who's Rachel Lee Cook. Anna Paquin, I mean, known L, uh, X-Men, True Blood. Kieran Culkin, uh, Home Alone, uh, success, Succession, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Eldon Henson uh, is in Daredevil and Mighty Ducks. Lil' Kim, it's just Lil' Kim. Yeah. Dule Hill, I could go on the rant all day of, you are all wrong for canceling the Wonder Years, uh, the reboot, and Dule Hill is better than all of you. Dule Hill is in this movie. I love Dule Hill. Um, and then we have some other people. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I just have to know. That is just like an insane cast. There's a picture of Bonnie Bedelia. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a picture. <laughs> and uh, yeah, There's cameos in this movie, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy thing. And, you know, with a movie like this, or, or I should say this, a cast list like this, uh, you know, a lot of these people were, you know, kids, and they're up and coming. But uh, you see a lot of movies that are often like, I don't know, like side stories. And you would think like, oh, there's 20 people that are notable in a cast and they're all going to have like, they have one part there and one part there. No, everyone's meshed in. This is just like one universal story. Um, clearly based on uh, Pygmalion. Uh, Clear, where, clearly. I mean, are you unaware of this story? No, no, I, I am. I, I, I mean, I, I, well, I just feel like that story is like, so uh, My Fair Lady is based on this, but this is like the story of like every teen movie. Like, uh, I know this like is not the most popular one here. Um, George Bernard Shaw uh, of his time wrote something that like has just like been done and done and done in the teen movies, and it's like the ugly duckling who becomes the not so ugly duckling. Um, <laughs> Can't buy me love is super like this. I mean, there's tons of '80s movies like this. So, um, I mean, I, I never read Pygmalion, but I am very aware of the story uh, just because it's really connected to so many '80s and '90s tropes. Um, but yeah, uh, this movie is just full of people. It is. It is, <laughs> it is full of people. I think um, this movie escaped me because I just, and this is a, a time period where movies, just movies in general, escaped me the late '90s and early 2000s. And I feel like that's our wheelhouse. We have a lot of movies that we review in this era that I personally missed during this time. And I'm glad we're going back and watching them. I know it's kind of crazy, Lamar. We work together and sometimes we would see movies after work. Um, but sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, this is around the time period where I met you. And, I know. Uh, <laughs> when I met you, we saw a lot of movies together. I feel like we probably would have, if I met you maybe two years earlier, we would have saw this movie in the Cherry Creek Mall Theater. Mm. Well, this movie came out in 1999. I actually did meet you and knew you at this time. Mm-hmm, yeah, we didn't start going out to movies for like another couple months, so yeah. we just missed. This oh, you got one, it down maybe. to the months. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> I remember watching like election. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I hope we do elections sometime. I always think about election coming up, and it's an election year. It's, it seems pretty apropos that we would do that. But yeah, I mean, this was definitely a time that near a time where we would see movies. I did not see this movie in the theater, although I'm the only one who saw this. I probably saw it, I'm guessing, about a year after the fact on like HBO, or maybe it was uh, checked out from the local blockbuster. Who knows? Um, I definitely saw it by about 2000, but I did not see this in the theater. Hmm. Yeah, and I didn't see it at all. So this this movie wasn't so much overlooked by me. It was I, I just actively avoided it 
I think when it came out, I can understand why. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless it, you're down for that hardcore teen movie, I don't see the appeal of. It didn't look appealing to me at all when it came out. Does it appeal to you more now? I mean, I, I did enjoy. It. I got some chuckles out of it. I think a lot of teen movies around that time were like this. They came out, and you're like, I'm not interested. Yeah. But if you really watch it, sit down. Maybe there's some parts of it that are, yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Uh, I feel for me, I don't, I wouldn't always like go to the theater to see like a teen movie or a college movie, uh, which are very kind of similar. Uh, every now and then, like I, Lamar and I saw American Pie in the theater. Like that would be like a rarity, but I just wouldn't see anything. But I absolutely love teen and college movies uh, at home. Like yeah. you throw that on if it's on HBO. This is like the movie equivalent of a bowl of ice cream. Like you don't have to think too much about it. You're probably going to note uh, a couple cast members you've seen before. Uh, nothing is too complex. You go on with your life. Uh, I love it. And th- this this rom-com fits that bill for me. Like a little comfy movie <laughs> where if you have a bad day or something or just want something in the background pretty nice for that i like it do you think this came up before 10 things i hate about you they both came out in 99 i'm, I'm on it oh like down, i think, to, I think down they to the both month. came down to 99 <laughs> we are shaving you, things down to the month in 99 colin do you think these are like rival films is this why yeah this is why i'm thinking we could have done them back to back the way we did uh dead man on campus and the curve wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> so 99 was just a rivalry month for teen movies eh? you had to unleash i mean it was going to become the year 2000 everyone thought y2k was going to ruin the world um you had to get every teen movie out in the world before there were no more teen movies and that's or true. teens oh yeah <laughs> get them in there so uh, 10 things i hate about you was uh in the lead to be prom queen and then we had to transform she's all that into <laughs> the beauty that it could be nice 10 things i hate about you uh, January, oh, sorry, March 31st. Mm. Uh, she's all that January 29th. Ooh. Oh, wow. So very close. So, I mean, there, there might have even been some overlap. You, you may have gone to the theater one day and saw both both films. Can you even imagine living in that way? <laughs> <laughs> you could see two movies in a day. <laughs> How can I do that with today's technology? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Uh, well, let's jump into maybe a summary. I was about to just jump into things. A high school jock makes a bet that he could turn an unattractive girl into the school's prom queen. And that's the story of Pygmalion. Pygmalion is a gentleman's bet between two people. And in Pygmalion, it's taking someone of a much lower class. Uh, I believe it's like some flower woman who has a Cockney accent. Yeah. And changing that and the wardrobe and various other things. Yeah, My Fair Lady is the same the same story and probably maybe more a more familiar name to a lot of folks yeah my fair lady is just the musical version right. of pygmalion that came out um yeah and this is you know the updated version and so i do kind of understand this old timey story and you know changing someone's voice and changing someone's class but the craziest thing about this movie is like it's very little bit about class like almost no one brings it up i mean they do sometimes but like barely yeah i mean they mentioned that laney's like her family's poor, but they're absolutely not because they live in like a huge house with a pool. Yeah. Did that even makes the point that, that they're not poor? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I own my own business. Like we're pretty, we're pretty good. Right. I, I love the dad. Kevin Pollack was yeah. one of the reasons that I wanted to do this movie is brought up when we were doing end of days. But uh, I like, yeah, like there is a point where like the antagonist uh, Taylor Vaughn is like, doesn't your dad clean my pool? 
And Lainey's like, I wouldn't know. But also, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, they live in a really nice house. Right, and does your dad do my taxes? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, my dad has a really sweet job. And if you're cleaning pools and you're pulling in that kind of income, bravo, dude. Yeah. Like, I that's mean, awesome. That seems great. I think part of the problem with showing the class system is that it's all happening in Beverly Hills and <laughs> right, everybody yeah. there is just rich. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, you're like the lower just... end of rich. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was like a, a class thing, rich versus poor. I thought they were trying to do a jock versus nerd thing. You know, that could be it yeah. too. Um, it's impossible to do a rich versus poor in Beverly Hills when everybody's just has that money. So I think yeah. that's part of the uh, just a higher class of personality versus yeah i mean outside of taylor does anyone say anything no. even on the side i don't think anyone yeah does. i don't think anyone says anything about like laney's background or who's rachel lee cook um i don't think they say anything just her yeah and it's just that one scene right um all right yeah, i think it's just <laughs> the way she dresses and the way she acts yeah that's it, like it's they make a big deal out of like we're changing this person but like she starts off hot and then she gets contact lenses I, I told my wife, I was like, not that it was like out of control. I was like, the best thing that happens to Rachel Lee Cook's character, Lainey Boggs, is she gets a haircut. Like, mm -hmm. she just had like an over lengthy hair uh, yeah. that I just like, like wasn't like cut for a while. And then I someone's like, hair before. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's fine. I, I was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was fine. The yeah, unibrow like, going away was a strong move. <laughs> I yeah. was fine with that. But I thought she was better looking before with the paint covered over. I find that's. The case with most of, the, at, yeah. of these uh, Pygmalion uh, changeovers is like, yeah. they were all right before. What you, I mean, come on. But I understand the changeover. You're trying to change them into a different system. So you got to go all out and just. I like the bold move they also took off her glasses. I was yeah, like, that was. Oh, I was like. Right cute. away, too. Was she just. Did she did she get contacts or was she just like going without? She said earlier that she already had contacts. Yes. Oh, I, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Because it seemed but, like a pretty. But quick she, she can't imagine doing anything like in her eye, so she has them, but like doesn't like yeah. and and fears them. Yeah, yeah. Eye stuff is rough at first. It is. Yes. When Lamar got contacts, I showed him how to do it. Mm -hmm. I did it right in front of him. I was like, I've been there. I'm gonna do this right in front of you. Bam! Right in my eye. He's like, uh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. It took me a long time. <laughs> I remember when I was getting contacts my first day in the? I'm pretty sure this is not the. Uh, <laughs> unique case i'm pretty sure a lot of people have gone through this but in the doctor's office they're trying to teach me how to put them in and damn took like 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> for me i was like what the hell but you know it's one of those things you get used to it yeah i think like when my doctor was doing that he's like looking at his phone he's like you'll get it just yeah. let me know what's in there <laughs> <laughs> all right but uh yeah what 15 percent of the movie she's wearing the glasses and the rest of the movie, she's not, I want to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there for this quote-unquote massive transformation. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we basically learn that Lainey Boggs uh, is living with her father. She is a senior in high school. She has a brother named Simon, who's Kieran Culkin. Her father is Kevin Pollack. Uh, we'll learn soon or throughout the movie that uh, mom unfortunately passed away due to cancer. Uh, there's kind of an underlying thread that dad's uh, basically trying to do his best, but this has really kind of shattered the family in certain ways. Uh, Lainey specifically is a little more withdrawn. She doesn't really have a lot of friends. Her friend, uh, she has one friend named Jesse. 
Uh, but beyond that, uh, just really keeps to herself, works, keeps to her family, does art, doesn't really like people. And it really kind of stems from her mom's tragic death and her life changing from that. Everyone at school thinks she's like a big weirdo. In all fairness, angry. she is a big fucking weirdo. Her shitty, I don't know, what was it? Mogadishu decoupage that she's making at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's all, it's all, yeah. Um, it's not a, dear, a deal-breaking level of weirdness no. either. Everyone's totally fine with her. Yeah, no one gives a shit about her. Yeah. They just think she's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and we meet uh, Freddie Prince Jr. soon after that. We're at school. Uh, we're back from spring break. Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Zach Silas, everyone loves this guy. Um, he walks in, and this is actually, I feel a little uncharacteristic. He too is going through a change, which is, you know, a part of the story. But he sees that he's the school president. Well, he is the school president. He parks. And he walks in, and there's a framed picture of the school president, which I guess kind of makes sense if you're at a school. Maybe that's like a, the prestigious thing. That seems really weird. To it me. just might be like maybe the prestigious thing. Like, we took a picture of you. We let people know. This is some go, bougie Beverly Hills. Yeah, shit. I mean, like, I didn't go to a school like this. Yeah, he has like, his own parking spot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bike yeah. I also don't think that happened at my school no. or in any capacity. But he's also, like, admiring the picture of himself. Uh, he's like, ah, I'm the big man on campus. And this is quickly taken away from him. He meets up with his friends. Uh, we get uh, Dulé Hill, who's Preston, and we get Paul Walker, who's Dean. And they're like, hey, buddies. And they're like all talking. And soon, you know, some of their girlfriends start showing up. And uh, Zach is asking about Taylor. And everyone's pretty aloof about this. And she comes in and she's like, oh, I got uh, Coke breath. Like, I need some gum. And then quickly turns around and says uh, she's done with him and breaks up. Well, there you have it. That's horrible. That's how breakups happen yeah. in high school. Is Coke breath the real thing? What does that I mean? Know. <laughs> I need to drink Coke. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what I took away from it. Maybe, maybe it, like her sinuses are so damaged from cocaine that now it's just bleeding down the back of her throat, and that's maybe. what she's saying. She's uh, like, my, the back of my throat is melting. A real, <laughs> real fun spring break. Yeah. <laughs> it was a spring break to never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everyone's like, you, you know, that's a really quick breakup. So quickly, uh, this idea is brought up like, ah, she broke up with you. Um, you got to move on. And Zach, again, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., he he's like, you know, it's this is all a, a charade. You know, this is all, uh, this is a fake. Uh, we live in the Matrix and this BS. And Dean's like... <laughs> No, it's not, bro. And he's like, yeah, side note, Paul Walker is a terrible actor all throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always feel bad saying that. I've said that about all the films. Like, Paul Walker is not a good actor, but I always read that he was, like, such a nice dude. And he died on the way to a charitable event, like, how in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just too, too fast and furious. He was. Um, but, was, yeah, so a bet comes up really quickly. One of my notes says rectal archaeology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Can anyone fill fill in the blanks there? Mike, you were looking up a different movie. I see. There's a lot of quotes like that where I wrote it down like that. I think Paul Walker said it. (laughs) Something like that. Remember the context. In quotes, rectal archaeology. Oh, it was, uh, they were scoping out girls that uh, Zach had was going to transform. And one girl was like, uh, had a wedgie or something. So she was like, oh, I see. Okay, so she was was down there getting, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, then they they land on Lainey Boggs. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, she's got glasses and a ponytail." 
paint-covered overalls. There's no way, guys. Yeah, there's one scene we skipped over that we like we established a little more that Lainey is like the weirdo. She's in her art class with Clea Duvall, who is also <laughs> in the faculty of Clea uh-huh. Duvall's Misty. And Clea Duvall is a uh, highlight to my wife. She's like, Clea Duvall is painting a clown. Just note this uh, in the in the background. I was in this little payoff later. I was like, I did not know that. Um, but then she goes up to Lainey like a huge asshole. And is like, I went to Spain and I my family's rich. And we like we met artists and we do all these things. And you suck. And Colin pointed out really quick. She says straight up like, you know how you'd improve your art? And you just kill yourself. <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, like, yeah, this woman's terrible. I, I, I do like Cleo Duvall. But her character is just terrible. Um, I didn't realize that, that that was Misty. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. And, yeah, because Misty will come up later and... I, I I honestly feel Misty is worse than Taylor in this film. Like the, this character just said, "Go kill yourself." Like what a ta- like I don't know. It was nineteen ninety nine. I know in you know the two thousand twenties and above. Like there's no way someone would just get away with saying that. Like that's yeah. craziness. Yeah. That's crazy. I think Taylor. I think Misty stole some of Taylor's dialogue there. That would have made Taylor a bigger villain in this movie. Yes. But yeah, now we're now we're at the bat, and Mike, we 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 skipped over uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, Freddie Prince Jr. has throughout the whole movie. Do 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 you have a quote on this at all? Is it I have bumping monkeys? Oh, it's bum monkeys. <laughs> bum monkeys. Yeah, I misheard. Yeah, Damn. he said there's two thousand girls in this school, and I could bum monkeys with I, all of them. You don't think it's bump monkeys? I don't know. That, I don't know either. Just... I mean. Bump monkeys makes more sense. Does it? I think it's I, yeah. I mean, it's in so much as none of it does. <laughs> yeah, and all the crazy things that they say. Yeah. Yes, there's scripts. I'll pull up a script. Okay. Yes, but yes, uh, they're they, doing something with those monkeys. Yeah, they come up. Yeah, they come up with a bat, and it's to transform Lainey Boggs, mm-hmm. and, uh, Rachel Lee Cook, uh, into the prom queen. That they they have six weeks until prom, and she has to win a prom queen. And we don't know really what the terms of the bet are. Um. She has to win prom queen. Well, what what does Dean get? I know what happens if Zach loses. I didn't get I, what I the, the terms were. <laughs> I just thought knew there was a bet and I zoned out. Oh, yeah, Colin, you think it would be Zach would have to do this? Dean would have to do it. Dean, Dean yeah, Zach, Dean, okay, kind of makes sense. Okay, and why yeah. not? Yeah, sure. Uh yeah. So Zach immediately goes up to Lainey, and Lainey wants nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. He kind of comes up like a chat. I mean, Zach well, kind of plays he the, cha- the chat. He's the chat. <laughs> but he kind of portrayed like the douchey chat in this five-minute uh, montage of introduction of characters. It's like, I don't like any of these people when I first meet them. I just hate the whole Beverly Hills teen mm-hmm. scene. Like, the first five, ten minutes of this movie was not hitting me at all. I was zoning out through most it's of these, it. It's these fucking Hollywood kids. Man. It's the Hollywood kids. It kind of just, I don't know. So it was hard to follow in the beginning, but it had enough to realize what was going on. Yeah. According to this random thing I found on the internet, it is I can bump monkeys with every one of them. I c- okay. Wow. Yeah. So monkeys is a catch-all for both male and female genitals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Damn it. Man, the 90s were a simpler time. They were. People were just bumping monkeys. Bumping monkeys all over the place. (laughs) I mean, now we have to do safe monkey. I feel like this is maybe an early... I feel like there's going to be several more of these. What the fuck did they say? 
I'll bet those were all Shyamalan lines. Yeah, we haven't even talked about. So M. Night Shyamalan uh, went by a different name, but it turned out he was one of the editors of the script. So he's not one of the creators of the screenplay or the story or anything, but he made some edits, apparently, and later that was known. And I don't know how much or where, but I can say this is his best work. <laughs> that, yeah, that's accurate. Oh, nice. Yeah. High praise. That's what I, he's been a part of. I do like the Sixth Sense. My conspiracy yeah. ser- uh, theory with the Sixth Sense <laughs> is the studio controlled more of that because they're probably like, you're a first-time director. Like, I don't trust you. And I'm like, yes, studio. <laughs> that that paid off well for that studio to not trust him. The problem with mm-hmm. the Sixth Sense is once you get to like the twist, it makes the rest of the movie not make sense. And that's we don't have to get into that. I'm just saying that we. I kind of want to talk about that later. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> okay, that's the that's them. And I Shyamalan twist. There you go. You guys don't get to hear it. That's the twist. Uh, you charge them a hundred dollars for the you know for the special conversation. Yeah, so, about sign that up to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then by that I mean, just mean Venmo me money. <laughs> you hear our weird old conversation yeah. about how the sixth sense just went off the rails. Yeah. Right on. We we do find out that uh, when Zach is broken up with by Taylor, that it is for Brock Hudson, who is Matthew Lillard, who is a real world MTV real world star. Is it, uh, so is he supposed to be like Puck? Yes. Okay. That's exactly who he's supposed to be. Okay. That's the one name from real world that I know. Yeah. Like an over the top, uh, egocentric uh a-hole who does the weirdest stuff and then thinks he's going to make a living off that. Mm-hmm. You forget how big the real world was back then in the 90s. We had one here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Did that, anyone watch the Denver real world? No. No, unfortunately not. I mean, I think literally no one did. There, um, there was like a comedian who was from Colorado who was on like one of those shows. Like uh, he was Dan Soder was in like the house one or real world or something like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> None right. of it matters. <laughs> real world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we basically get a cut. We're still learning who all these people are in this movie. Again, there's a huge list of people. Zach goes home and he's with his sister, Mackenzie also goes by Mac. And that is Anna Paquin. Um, she says, Something to him. I don't really yeah, remember. None of this is And who else we got? We also got Lainey going to her job. Oh, at a falafel on a stick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She works at a falafel house. Yeah. She's got a falafel hat. Uh, some old guy tells her to supersize his balls. Yeah. And, yeah. and we also have a moment of uh, Zach at his own house where his dad is one of the char- or one of the actors from Animal House. I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, he's very brief part in this, like really two scenes, I think. And he's concerned that he Zach has not uh, received any of these high end college applications, especially from Dartmouth. He's a Dartmouth man. Yeah. Here's a big problem I do have with this movie. This relationship is not fleshed out at all. Oh yeah. Um, the dad is supposed to be like this overbearing father who's like, you need to go to Dartmouth. You need to live my life. My life was wonderful and I want a replicant and that's going to be you. Um, 
says Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, none of that is shown. But no, yeah, I mean, like in the two scenes his father is in, this one is pretty quick. The next one, his father is like super chill about everything, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I just want you to go to school, right? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sick. His father's just kind of like a background. I don't want to say comedy figure because he has some funny lines later, but I don't think about his dad at all. It's just like, eh, just back there. Yeah. Just a guy wanting his son to go to school. Yeah. That's Fred, Freddie Prince style. I was uh, in real life looking up what these celebrities are doing. Yeah. I could relate to Freddie Prince Jr. Not in exactly what he was doing, but like what he would be doing in real life. So Freddie Prince Jr. is married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. They've been married for decades. Uh, they have kids together. Sarah Michelle Gellar has a little cameo. Uh, you would all know Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She has a little non-spoken cameo at a cafeteria in this movie. But when I was watching this movie, I was like, hey, what's going on? Uh, what are these two doing? And uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was at a Kylie Minogue concert, hanging out with Kylie Minogue. And there's like a million photos of those two just like being friends and hanging out. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. was at home painting miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, I, and that's it. I like the Did he have glasses and a ponytail? He could have. Does Sarah Michelle Gellar have to like clean him up for the prom? That'd be, that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and in between probably painting his miniatures, I believe he was also writing for WWE at the time. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> also has a That's so phenomenal. If, you're, if, a if you're listening to another podcast, the only one you should be listening to is his podcast, Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast about uh, wrestling. Lamar, I can't remember. Have <laughs> yeah. you listened to it? Um, I've heard about it, but I haven't heard it. I, I might have heard a clip, too, from another podcast. They're like, Freddie Prince Jr. has a podcast. We're going to play a clip. I'm like, oh, wow. So I heard about it through them, and I know he has one. It's pretty interesting that he was into that scope of being a writer for WWE. Yeah. I had no idea until afterwards because I was a big fan at the time. Yeah, that's got to be super fun. <laughs> that's it's probably the oddest job I could think of, just <laughs> writing storylines for wrestlers. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds amazing. It does. Let's think what Freddie Prince Jr. would write. Well, Freddie Prince. I can't even picture him doing that. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. rolls up at this falafel house to uh, get to know Lainey Boggs a little better. Uh, this is kind of an interesting moment for this character for me because I rewatched this movie with you guys. Like I kind of like was watching it with my wife. We're doing some stuff uh, and kind of had it in the background over about two nights. And I was keeping just some notes. And then I sat down and watched it with you guys again. And I really paid attention to this. So Freddie Prince Jr. makes his bet. And now he's like really trying to win over uh, Lainey's affections. And, I feel he absolutely is a different, I, I, I don't know how fully how to say this, a different character in a different movie. In, like, hear me out. He is very serious now. And I find his character, like, super sincere now till the end of the movie. Yeah, that's that, fair. And, yeah. like, everyone else is like, hey, bro, it's like prom and we're going to, like, high school stuff. And he is, like, not that person at all. Right. Like, at all in this film. At no point, anytime he talks to Lainey, do you get the impression that he's like just kind of going through the motions or trying to win the bet? It all seems like he's pretty into her. Yeah. 
And he should be. She's the most attractive person in this damn school. Makeover or not. What's going on? Yeah, yeah that, that's accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, super weird. Yeah, but I just kept noticing that. And I actually feel Freddie Prinze Jr. is a pretty solid actor, like, start to finish in this movie because of it. Um, he seems pretty sincere. I buy his sincerity all throughout. He seems kind of conflicted. Uh, if anything fails for me, it's the storylines that go back and forth. And yeah. one of them was the one with his father. It's like my overbearing father who's just like, please go to school. You got yeah. in. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a teen movie. They couldn't just have all the parents be like cool and supportive. Right. I mean, they just, <laughs> even, they, even though they were. Right. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, they just did not write the father to be like overbearing. He's like, I really want you to go to school. You've been accepted to them. Right. He's like, you don't understand, dad. <laughs> They're <laughs> yeah. paying. I got scholarships. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, that that kind of thing made it really difficult to be sympathetic also, where it's like, oh, your life's so difficult. You got into Yale, Dartmouth, and Harvard. Like, yeah, boo-boo-hoo, yeah. buddy. <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments, bringing us back to the falafel uh, shop, though, uh, that uh, Lainey's like, I don't know what your deal is, dude, but like, you think I'm going to nerd and I'm going to tutor you? And he's like, I have the fourth highest GPA in the school. And she looks at her friend, Jesse, Jesse, who's also in uh, Daredevil, Mighty Ducks, isn't it? He, he, he's like, oh yeah, that like adds up. He's like a really smart dude. <laughs> I, I, I do feel that was some good writing. That like, was good. Yeah, Zach's not a dummy throughout all this, which makes sense that he's not just intelligent. He's actually a little extra intelligent. And when he's sifting through and observing all of the things happening in high school, and he actually meets someone that he truly does like, he kind of realizes that everyone around him is a bozo, and he's just getting out of this like kind of shithole high school. Yeah. And his girlfriend totally sucks. Like I don't know why. I like honestly, he seems like a smart dude. I don't know what his appeal to Taylor Vaughn would have been at any point. I think it's just. Like he's in a position of power. He's a student body status. president. It's just as it comes with it. Unfortunately, trash comes with it. And that's yeah. what Taylor was. I mean, she just seems like such a pill. I mean, she is not humorous. She's not nice. Yeah. Like, I, I, I personally don't find her character attractive. No. She's queen of the Stacys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's our new band name. <laughs> queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I didn't really read it that she was that terrible to anyone else other than Lainey, really only because she could got in her way of... Well, here, here, here's another storyline that like really we see, but it's like really not fleshed out. Her friends start to like Lainey more too by the end of the movie. Uh, you could tell one of her friends is like even voting for her for prom queen, but... They barely show that. So I, I kind of agree with you, Colin, but like, I think there's like this undertone that like, she's so self-centered that like, she's not like a real friend to anyone, but like, that's not super shown in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So here's like a weird thing. Like part of the trivia is there's a terrible dance scene that happens later. <laughs> and the, the note and IMDB was this scene was used basically as filler. Like, this movie's a little short, but like add this dancing. But we've already talked about several things that could have been like improved story wise. It could have just been done via dialogue, a conversation here or there. Right. Throw in one more scene with the dad. Mike, that's rather so than fun. fucking a fat boy slim music video. I, 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 that was my big one that I said uh, Kevin Pollock was a little underutilized. There's mm -hmm. a really sweet like father daughter moment, and it's when he's like, people just think I'm a pool man. It's like at that moment. I was like, there could have been another one of these even later on. Um, you just see him talking to Kieran Culkin, but it could have been like a three minute, like he's really talking to him about like 
maybe something that happened with him and his wife yeah. or like a father son moment like this is why you treat you know to give your significant other nicely or like blah 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 but like dancing yeah right. fat boy slim dancing you know piece of trivia um the most boring one in every scene that kevin pollock was in he was wearing a hat <laughs> so mildly thanks thanks imdb yeah <laughs> probably the same clothes too i, I think it was the <laughs> no need recall him changing nah, he changed oh, he yeah, had yeah. his dr pool thing and dr pool oh, yeah, that's at right the end, so. yeah he did have a rope yeah good call i was paying close attention but did you, you were, pay you attention really... enough that it was a colin who wrote in that he was wearing a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah was that your did you enter that in while we were watching it <laughs> I can't remember what Mike and I, what movie we were doing. I think it was a movie for this podcast, but there was a piece of trivia on IMDb and I'm going to make up like whatever the podcast is called. I'm going to make it up like we love pens, um, <laughs> but it was like this movie was rated by we love pens, the podcast. I was like, what? Like it was like a podcast I've never heard of. I remember telling you this, Mike. It was well over a year ago. No, I, I remember. But I was those. like, we should just now submit IMDb trivia. Like every one we do, like this was reviewed. On. We should. Right? Yeah. One of us <laughs> needs to get editing capabilities on Wikipedia and just start inserting us into all, every movie that we review. Abraham Lincoln was known to love Robert <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I. Yeah. Where? What's going on? Um, uh. So. They're at the um, falafel place. Yeah, Jesse oh, is a true bro, and, and yeah, gives up his, his his tickets. Yeah, yeah, to the, the weird show. art thing. Yeah, well, yeah. which does. There was plenty of seats left. He could have gone also. Yeah, he yeah, chose sure. not to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, he for, knew what he was getting for good <laughs> reasons. Oh, he chose. He chose correctly. Yes, yes and my soul is an island. Zach delightfully takes <laughs> him up. I'm going to take that. that ticket and I'll meet you at this art show. And she's like, "Fine, you can meet me there." Mm-hmm. And then we get to said art show, and it is the artiest of art shows. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It is a performance piece, mm-hmm. uh, if I could say that. I you guess can. I could say that. Yes, you can. They said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say what they said. Some people are performing things. There's a big weirdo uh, who sits next to Zach or kind of crouches down. And he's like, <laughs> whoever the artist performing is, I'll make it like Steve. He's like, isn't Steve wonderful? He's such he's a an visionary. Artist. And I, 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 while watching the movie, I looked at Lamar and I said, if we were there, I guarantee you that guy <laughs> would have approached me that's, and done that. That's correct. Yeah. He would have left all of us alone. I, 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 I am a proven weirdo magnet, and so like you're very through, accessible. Yeah, throughout time, I've joked like, ah, oh, if you go to Mike's show, like, don't approach me. I will be a shadow in the corner. It's kind of that reason that. For whatever reason, this is not an invitation or a dare, listeners. Uh, people just like to come up to me and say weird stuff. Um, not like brutal stuff, but like stuff like, he's a visionary. <laughs> just, just get someone, get one of your friends to show up five minutes late and walk up to you and say, that's Mitch. He's brilliant. <laughs> that's who. That's what his name and was, then, Mitch. And oh, then you know, no one else will creep on you because you're already getting creeped on by one of your friends. That's true. I remember I was listening to headphones on the bus, and uh, this woman started like over talking over the music on my headphones, and I was like, "Excuse me," uh, and I took off my headphones, and she's like. How was your Sunday? <laughs> and I didn't really know what to say. Um, Were you eating an ice cream Sunday? So funny, Mike, you say this. Oh, so, wow. so this was Monday. This was a Monday. And I was like, oh, I guess it was okay. It was relaxing. And she goes, 
did you have nuts on it? <laughs> so she was referencing that. And I was like, uh, no. She's like, yeah. No, no, she wasn't. She was referencing the day. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. That was like, where you were having a Sunday she was previously. A, she was a visionary. <laughs> she, she assumed. <laughs> she. Protected. I have no idea. <laughs> she, was, she fantasized. <laughs> She's like, that guy was eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know if you had nuts on it though <laughs> you have nuts on it <laughs> yeah I mean, you gotta yeah. have a it's not a Sunday unless there's nuts on it Lamar I told you about the bee sting story of the guy in the bus oh yes that, that's a great story <laughs> yeah so there's there's all sorts of stories and people, people like bus it. stories are awesome yeah people oh, love yeah. to tell me life stories at loud volumes which I which mm-hmm. I and the surrounding people always tend to appreciate um yeah, so <laughs> you know where you find weird people like that at weird art shows like this. Yeah, yeah. So the art, sh- the art performance piece, kind of wraps up, and some messages were said, um, and then they call up Zach, and he he does a hacky sack art performance. I didn't understand this. That's was fun- he, Did they call him up because he was like the newcomer? Well, Laney was like he's gonna come up. So so the I guy see. Mitch was like. Is there a Zach? Like our friend Laney says he's new and he wants to show what he's got. So you've got to come up. Uh, and he like gets the crowd to make him come up. And then he does a hacky sack performance. Did he have that? Was that his hacky sack? Yeah, he took it out yeah. of his pocket. If, okay. if there's anything I remember about the late 90s is that I, you always have one of those like sandbags in your do, pocket. Do you? Okay. Yeah. At this point in the time, I was... Even I, sack, bro? I, I, I <laughs> doubted if uh, Mike would like any of this movie. And when I was watching this with my wife, she chuckled and very clearly commented, oh, Mike's going to effing hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Mike did not hate this movie. Well, did you like this scene? Because this scene's terrible. This scene was terrible. I was almost out for this. And Freddie Prince Jr. was out for this. (laughs) Yeah, it was awkward. So he's hacky sacking and he's like, can't drop the sack. But you got to do more, Zach. You got to do more. You got to do it all, buddy. Can't drop the sack. And he's trying to do life scenarios by hacky sacking. And sooner or later, it drops. Uh-huh. And everyone claps. And it's amazing. And then he goes outside and tell Lane, tells Laney she has beautiful eyes. And I like she shuts that shit down immediately. Yeah, she's not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, there's like little weird quirky moments in this movie I really like. It's like, oh, you have really beautiful eyes. And he, he seems sincere. Like, I don't really feel he's saying a line. And she just turns around and she's like, get bent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, just like absolutely not. And then she leaves. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And he's, he's infatuated. He, he is, is infatuated. He's pretty much a stalker. <laughs> he, well, he is now. <laughs> he yeah. stalked yeah. her to, uh, well, he's got a bet to win. So he first stalked her to the Falafel King or whatever the place she works. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Josie and the Pussycats, which she's in? Uh, no. I don't think so. They're... I, I, I kind of specifically want Mike to watch it. It I I like I, how this podcast has devolved into let's pick movies we no, think Mike will hate. Well, I, I don't know about that. So I had seen parts of Josie and the Pussycats uh-huh. and then I watched the whole thing a couple of years ago. It's it's a weird comedic styling that I don't remember. So like at one point in time there's like also like a boy band and it's led by Seth Green. And wow. like it's like really bizarre. So okay. like so like it's not it's not what you think it would be. It's 
like way more in the no meta version of Josie and the Pussycats. So I was like, this movie's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, I, like, I don't think you're going to walk away, Mike, and being like, it's amazing. And bravo. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think you're going to be like, oh, this like this took like a, this had sensibilities that were way way different than I thought it would be. All uh, right, I'm down. More in the know. Why not? Okay, we'll be doing that later tonight. Okay. Crack open some beers. Yeah. Crack open some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have an early Easter. Let's okay. See. It'll be an Easter weekend to remember. <laughs> We're already a couple of days off of Valentine's Day when this comes out, mm-hmm. so life's like a box of chocolates. It's Easter. It's <laughs> <That's> my motto. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the motto I'm going to send in to peeps. Oh, peeps. Can't wait. Uh, so the, the next scene has, I think, my favorite line from the movie, where I don't remember what they were even talking about. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. is talking to Paul Walker about something, and they're like, he, he missed practice or whatever. It's like, bro, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, busy wigging. <laughs> Ma- maximum wiggage. Well, yeah, I, that got a, a good... I I I, 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 I is is what you're telling me. Twenty five years later, Wiggage and Wigan aren't aren't hold, aren't holding up, Mike. No, I think I think I'm I'm gonna try to bring it back like at work. I, when if I'm ever I, like, why aren't you guys doing this? Like, God, Mike, I've been busy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think that should be on official emails to people you work with. Like lately, people have been Wigan. I just yeah. wanted to address this. Yeah, maybe we could get HR involved with the maximum wiggage. I feel like if you use Wigan in an email, it's going to HR real quick. <laughs> yeah, he's building a bomb. It would. <laughs> this is stage it's one like of three. Wrong, something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So. Lainey's still kind of being a downer, though. I think. I think. Yeah. Do we see her do more lame art here? Well, she, Zach rolls up, and uh, this is where he's like, "Let's go to the beach." Well, they, yeah, he wants to go to the beach. Oh, yeah, he meets the dad mm-hmm. and the his father. family. He meets the father. <laughs> we have Colin in the room. We gotta speak appropriately. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Show some respect. Lose your Cockney accent and talk talk like you should. The oh, and he meets the brother too. The, the brother. brother. <laughs> oh, oh shit! And it's Kieran Culkin. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's all fitting. Mm-hmm. Full There's circle. A, the world. Yeah. There's a Sega reference because why? Sega. Not? Sega. <laughs> because yeah. 1999. Damn it! <laughs> it's got to throw that Sega in there. Yeah, but was that still a motto in 1999 of Sega? That I seems like, so. like a, like a mid 90s thing. They ran with that for a long time. They had yeah. that campaign role for. It might have been late. And I can see that. His brother's a little... Or her brother's yeah. a little spaz. I, I wanted to note something about... Uh, it's in the trivia. Um, and I'm wondering about this. And this uh, seems you know, kind of weird that I'm bringing this up. Kieran Culkin has two hearing aids uh, throughout mm-hmm. the film. <laughs> uh, which is fine. And no one says anything about it. Which is great. Like, no one should. But he is bullied throughout the film in, at school on a couple occasions... And I'm wondering if something was brought up with that at some point in time, and someone was like, "I don't even want to address mm, this," or maybe like, like, "Was this too mean?" Um, I don't know. Like that. I yeah. mean, they people are telling each other to kill themselves. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. what? Where's the bar here? Mean, mean changed a lot between 1999 and 2008. yeah. Hearing aids were off limits, but uh, yeah, tell her to kill herself. <laughs> that's that's chill. Something probably changed. I mean, bullies have always looked at a physical apparatus as a sign of I'm gonna go bully them yeah, yeah that might have been it but it's probably never verbally been brought up in this movie 
Yeah. I, I, I feel like there was like levels of bullies that if it was like hearing aid devices, like that's kind of off limits. Uh, right. He later even says like, someone's like, blah, 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 your mom. And he's like, my mom's dead. Like, I feel that's kind of uh, off like that for yeah. a lot of people. It's like, mm. yeah. like, like, I, and it sounds like crazy. Like it was almost like in our time and age growing up is like, you could punch that kid in the face and you're a bully. And like people would be like, stop bullying. Like you do not talk about their dead mother. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that that's fair. I mean, like, no, no, making fun of disabilities or dead mothers. Being a lame nerd, <laughs> open season, <laughs> but none of the disabilities, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Zach's like, I'm gonna take you to the beach, mm-hmm. and she's like, fine, to I'll the get beach. my suit. And then they go to the beach, and you know they're talking, and Laney's a big downer, like, oh, the ocean's contaminated, and he's like, <laughs> shut off your brain, Laney. Yeah. And she does. And all of a sudden, Paul Walker's like, hey, broskins, like, I know you went to the spot. We knew you were going to be there. And he walks over and he's like, yeah, I knew you'd be here, bro. Then he says something really off-putting. He's like, many women have lost it here. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God, gross. He also says, check out the bobos on Super Freak. <laughs> I thought it was the bubbles on Super Freak. Oh, it was One of those. Do we need yeah. to look that up? It was, it was for sure bobos on Super oh, Freak. I got to update my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Probably the bizarrest thing. I yeah. Guess. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that works with the ladies. Oh, baby. Some sweet bobos. I'll try, uh, I'll try it tonight. Yeah, okay. Let us know. It's <laughs> a bell money. Uh, you can text us from the couch. I was going to say, you, later you, later you, can remove, you can remove me from that group text. That's... <laughs> Uh, Bobos are a go, guys. (laughs) Bobos are a go. -go. (laughs) I'm hoping to see that text later. (laughs) Just a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Um, So then they play volleyball. Yeah, Um, poorly. Yeah, poorly. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess we needed another scene to fill in some stuff. Beach beach volleyball montage scene. I kind of like one thing I really liked about this the beach scene and the volleyball scene is that the previously uh whatever Vaughn's <laughs> friends kind of became Lainey's friends yeah like yeah. she's like fine like all no one play, was Katie yeah mm-hmm. like I'll play you know yeah. volleyball with you and the other girls are like okay cool I'll come too yeah and then they were terrible at it and no one was like you suck it volleyball they were all just having a good time yeah, yeah you, fun. you could see that taylor is kind of considered like the evil queen bee plastic for mean girls where it's like uh and I, I feel this is where it needed to be fleshed out a little more but there's illusions that you know she's really mean to her friends or would have as collins noted would have said something to like make them feel less than but they're like oh this new girl like she's just trying to fit in i'm trying to fit in too and you know what we could just have a fun time like it's not really competitive it's just like us having a fun time and throughout the movie there are like really minor things said like i think taylor says something to like uh laney and in katie's like whatever like that's mean like don't say that or like i'm just gonna leave like her friends start disappearing and uh spoiler eventually when she breaks up with matthew lillard or he dumps her uh her friends aren't really there and she's like where were you guys and clearly i think they would have been there like in a moment but now they're not there anymore they're like living their own lives yeah taylor also seems like she sucks yeah, she does seem like that right off the bat. And when you first meet her, and she doesn't change that temperament through the whole movie. Like I think I called her a Stacy earlier. She's just the queen <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm just> like, <laughs> looking at the weird notes that I wrote that I don't understand. 
Um, <laughs> but she's fitting in so well that the friends, they actually uh, are inviting her to a party later. Yeah, right everyone wants right? her to go to the party. Yeah, and while they're playing volleyball, we get a hit song, Sugar, by oh, Stretch yes. Princess. <laughs> uh, we'll get a very, very notable song here in a moment. The but soundtrack yeah. is banger after banger. Yeah, banger of late 90s hits no, um yeah. no. but uh yeah everyone wants Lainey to go to the party and freddie prince jr is like yeah you should go it's dulay hills party uh his parents are out of town and uh, everyone's gonna head over to dulay hills house and they do um sort of laney at first is like i have to clean my house and i'm not going can you drop me off she, this is kind of a weird moment because she's like i'm not doing it i have to clean my house so can you just drop me off and she's not like really nice about it but i'm also like I assume you're about to get in this guy's Jeep for the next 50 minutes <laughs> as he drives you home. So, like, that's yeah. got to be a did fun they, ride. Did they talk about anything? They or? listened to Sugar by Stretch Princess. They must be. Wow. <laughs> um, Terrible, they, right? Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I do like the next scene. Uh, Lamar was chuckling all throughout this. They are back at Laney's house. And Laney is maybe going to clean part of this. Kevin Pollack is sort of watching Jeopardy and Jeopardy's on the background, but he is just throwing out these weird answers. The first one was like blank and blank invented like as uh, like, like an alternative to wine that was non-alcoholic. And Kevin Pollack's like, what is non-alcoholic yeah, wine? Like, Stephen Welch invented wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's oh, then just shit. like throwing out all these wrong answers. But there's a uh, ring at the doorbell, and it is Zach. And Lainey's like, I can't go. I have to clean the house. And he took the JV soccer team and made them clean the house. And they seem excited about it, which is weird. I would not. Because yeah. some, some guy walks in, he's like, okay, I'm going to do the kitchen. And someone excitedly goes, okay, I'm going to do the bathroom. <laughs> like, that's, like, wow. I'm like, this is a fiction. Excited to clean <laughs> bathrooms. Yeah. Well, We're going to do it. I'm going I'm to clean the toilet with my hands. <laughs> um and then uh he has so, a lot of power to get the whole jb he's the soccer pres- team. he's the president he's the captain of the soccer team Everyone this guy's, loves him. he's mr popular he's big shit freddie prince yeah um and then uh oh yeah then laney's like well i don't yeah. have anything to wear he's like but i have this and he just pulls out this red dress and she's like but i i you know i just don't look the the part and uh, then in walks Mackenzie and she goes, uh, I'm in his sister. Call me Mac. And they go upstairs and she gives her uh, eyebrows a tweeze, puts on some makeup, cuts her hair, gets her into that dress. And then we get the my- most iconic scene of this film. Uh, Sixpence, none the richer. Kiss me is playing as Lainey Boggs descends the stairwell uh, we see her, she looks great, and then immediately almost falls over, and Zach runs to her because she's still kind of a klutz, which is supposed to be cute, charming. Um, she looks good. I yeah. mean, it's not an amazing makeover. I never at one point thought, you were awful, and now you look good. I think Rachel Lee Cook is like the definition of like a cute-looking person, um, and I think she is all throughout this movie, before or after. It does not matter. Yeah. She, she was great. I thought she looked great in this scene. Um, yeah. The reveal was kind of odd. There was like a weird build up to it where I don't know. The build up took way too long for me 
they're just sitting there waiting for her. Come on down, Lainey. And there's just a long scene of Zach just looking down. Like, <laughs> that just, just have her come down. Come on. Yeah. But she does. And she's, she, was, she wasn't hesitant at all about the dress. She's like, oh, I don't wear things like that or anything like that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so the yeah, hesitation the, was bizarre. Yeah, good call, Colin. I mean, like, this is like a super, like, Rachel Lee Cook is like very slender. This is a super form-fitting dress. And I only say that because up until this time, we've basically seen her wearing like like XXL like overalls covered in paint. Even her like her swimsuit is just like a one piece where everyone else is wearing bikinis. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, if someone was like, I have this very form fitting like uh, like apparel that you never wear, like, oh okay. <laughs> like at the art show too, uh, the, what she was wearing was pretty form fitting. It wasn't like revealing at all, but it's still, you know, I, th- I think that was more like in the guise of like the performance. Sure. Though, like, but I mean, she still should be comfortable. She seemed comfortable wearing right. anything. I so. mean, you yeah. heard the song. It said, kiss me. That's true. <laughs> and then she almost fell down the stairs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is like a home insurance commercial. Yeah. That I'm writing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that commercial one day. Kiss me. Bring it to life. <laughs> Every year, five people fall down a flight of steps. Don't let that be you. There we go. Hi, I was the president on 24. Have you fallen down the stairs? Very, very good. Well, we get to the party, and um, uh, Dulé Hill's character, I uh, very minor. Uh, I do like him. Even at the beach, he introduces himself. He's like, my name's Preston, and... Uh, Lainey's like, I know who you are. He seems sincere about this. As soon as they come to the party, Preston brings them both drinks. Preston is the only one aware outside of Dean, the bet. But he seems kind of sincere that he likes Lainey. He seems really nice to her and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they're at the party. Uh, Lainey immediately goes to the restroom and runs into Misty. Uh, and so kind of that <laughs> shout out where I was like, wow, my wife, great observation. Uh, so again, the first scene with Cleo Duvall, She's painting this clown, and I did not see that as a clown the first time. Then my wife caught it when we were all watching it. So Misty is just beyond drunk. Like, she is vomit, like vomits all over the rim of the toilet. I joked with Lamar. I'm like, it's only 6.30 p.m. <laughs> but it seems early. Like, they just got there. So you like, joke, but you might have been right. I mean, That was accurate. Like, I like I, If I had to really make a guess, it's like 9 or 10 o'clock yeah. at the latest. So I'm like, why are you this drunk? But she is a asshole to Lainey. Like, I feel there are just kind of some lines, and this is, like, really crossing them. And Lainey does, I feel, kind of like a human code uh, that we all kind of need to live up to. Uh, Misty is, again, like, on the floor in this bathroom. And uh, Lainey just tries to help her. Like, wipes off her mouth. Like, what can I do? Like, I feel the code. What I'm trying to say is, like, you, you run into someone this drunk, like, it's not time to antagonize them or prank them. Like, this is, like, bad. This is bad drunk. And Lainey does try to help, but Misty just keeps talking shit. She's like, how does it feel like you're, you know, I'm rich and you're just poor as hell and I'm going to anywhere I want on all these scholarships, you know, meh, and then passes out. And then we see Lainey shut the door. And we don't know what happens, but later uh, she uh, Misty walks out and her face is painted like a clown and she starts screaming. It's nice art. Yeah, it, yeah. Nice it art. was really elaborate. It yeah. looked like one of those uh, masks in Three Ninjas. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Colin. Did you know the third part of Three Ninjas is filmed here in Colorado, which I think we should all watch at some point mm-hmm. in time. Is that true? It yeah. is. It was shot at 
uh, Elitches. Yeah. And it stars Hulk Hogan. Yes. Cool. All of that is true. I have, we have not seen it, but yeah. yes. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. day. We could rent out part of I'm sure renting out part of Elitch Gardens is cheap as shit. We, we can totally just sneak in there. <laughs> Jeremy's going to be here. We could relive it. Okay. Yeah. That could be like Jeremy's field trip. Jeremy's big day out. Who's gonna be Hulk? Is he gonna be Hulk Hogan? Yes, and the three ninjas go, and the policeman. Because I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> Give him a bunch of hand puppets. <laughs> He's gonna be filming it all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my next note is jump up my ass. Okay, so we, we've got we've got two amazing things going on here. First, before we get some jump. Oh wait, wait, we might have some jumping off the ass. So Taylor. It uh, has a confrontation with Zach. Like, mm, Brock is here, and Brock is my boyfriend. Maybe I could introduce you or get you an autograph. And then she says something. That uh, Zach says something, and she says, like, jump up my ass. And he's like, been there, done that. Uh-huh. And then we get two kind of important things that happen. One, one uh, Matthew Lillard dancing. Well, I'm gonna say one important plot point oh. and one important point in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a plot point is. Uh, kind of interchangeably doesn't really matter uh basically there will be a dance that we talk about but after that dance taylor and laney get into it laney purposely spills a drink all over laney and laney runs off uh and is really sad Mm. but before that happens matthew lillard brock hudson uh performs just an impromptu dance to give it to me um it's frightening everyone's frightened i love this scene because I really feel like this could have gone a different way where like a lot of people were into it, but like he starts dancing and everyone realizes this guy's a complete joke. Uh, and these are high school kids. They're like, wow, this guy's a loser. I like the uh, real slow realization. It, it was kind of like when he started, I thought maybe they are getting into it. And then when he took the mic from the DJ stand, that's when... <laughs> I looked at the crowd and I'm like, man, this guy is a loser. You called it perfectly just like that. Like, my God, she is all that. <laughs> but Matthew Lillard was not all that. Yeah, so she's super angry, uh, Lainey, that is, and she demands Zach takes her home. And he does, which makes sense. Yeah, and the next day they're at school. Cool. And everyone loves Lainey. Mm-hmm. As you said. Uh, Nominated. Falafel Fairy herself says, <laughs> we have not established that. We have Usher fully in the background as uh, one does at your school where he is constantly on the intercom system just DJing some music, giving some updates. Um, yeah, he refers to Lainey as the Falafel Fairy. There are also, high, uh, Usher's also like, Saying like weird stuff like, oh, like Zach feeling heartbroken. Taylor's on the prowl for a new dude. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what kind of school do you go to? Like, <laughs> one where Usher's the DJ and the <laughs> voice. When the we're PA. watching this, I can't remember what I told Colin, like exactly what the example was. But it was like, if he said that, I'd just march in the office and punch this dude in the head. Like, dude. Like, yeah, but it's Usher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't do that. Well, the, well then you show the scene where I march in. I'm like, hey. And he goes, hey. And then gives me the point. I'm like, ah. Uh, it is Usher. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Like, I can't. I can't be mad at you, Usher. Uh, it is weird that he's just giving out all this. Some of it personal. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the personal <laughs> stuff, I'd be like, dude, like, what, what, shut up. Like, look at that. How tight her dress is. Like, what the hell's going on here, Usher? Come on. Uh, Usher would say that, but come on, he's a PA DJ. Come on now. At a high school, Beverly Hills school. What the hell's going on with this guy? 
Nobody knows. All right. He well. does his own thing. He makes his own rules. I wish my high school had a an announcer. Yeah, that sure. would be cool. Well, we get another quick cut, and uh, it's back to Laney's basement, and you know it's out of school. Laney's painting. Um, I assume she knows it's Zach because you see kind of some steps come down, and she says, "No, like you're no one's allowed to come down here." But we later do see the father down there. Wait, who? The father. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin Pollock. <laughs> the Pollock. <laughs> Um, but, uh, this, this is kind of a nice scene. Um, Zach comes down there and he is very much amazed by what she's drawing or what she's painting. And it's got a tribute to her mom. Uh, they have an open conversation where she notes that her mom died of cancer and he's like, listen, this is what's kind of your problem. Like you keep everyone, you know, away from you. And she, she kind of fights him back. She's like, well, if I'm doing that, like you need to make decisions. You don't make decisions about school. And they both kind of like respect one another for having these open conversations. They're about to kiss. You could see that Zach is feeling guilty about all this and very awkwardly runs out. He's like, oh, I got to help my dad with a sprinkler thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> the ending to the scene was weird, but I liked it. All right. Yeah. So the, the picture of her mother uh, was, was actually a picture of Bonnie Bedalia, who is Kieran Culkin's aunt. Yeah, apparently. I read that. Yeah. I read that on IMDb. Wow, it's nice. Kind of fun. Um, yeah, next time I just want to give any of you listeners or anyone in this room, next time any of you are getting intimate with your partners, mm-hmm. I just want you to abruptly stop and run out of the room <laughs> saying, I, I got to help my dad with a sprinkler thing. Um, it's sexy. It's hot. You'll mm-hmm. be respect. It'll pay off tenfold. I yeah. assure you, um, write us, uh, how that goes for you. Um, if it goes unwell, write write this, uh, attention to Mike. Yeah. Uh, and if it goes well, just send us an email. Let us <laughs> let us know for all of us. Uh, um, but yeah, then we get a fake real world dream. Uh, we're in the real world where uh, Zach uh, thinks he's uh, confronting Lainey, and it was all a bet. No, it's not. And then he wakes up, and it's it's all fake because because only Brock was on the real world. Ah, the real world. Yeah. Now we're back <laughs> at school. Are we? Yeah, so. weird cafeteria scene. I thought the, the the dad wasn't the dad scene talking about schools next. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. Not no, Taylor oh, is no, launching no, a right. huge uh, competition to be the prom queen. That's right. That's scene. right. And then uh, Dean is watching two dudes rap about prom queen, mm-hmm. and that is truly where we find out she's all that. And I can it's say true. that <laughs> it's true. It was a nice rap and you do realize yeah. she's all that. Yeah. Um, my next note is don't get Mo on me. <laughs> it's from, <laughs> Oh, that was during a dream sequence. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Matthew Lillard. They're like, you have beautiful eyes. And <laughs> Dean looks at him. was like, well, not Dean, Matthew Lillard's character. You know, I don't want to get Mo on you, but you do have beautiful eyes. <laughs> yeah. He wakes up like that. Don't get mowing anyone. Yeah, it's best not to. Okay. Oh, so the next scene is where the Shermanator puts pubes on a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really gross. This scene's super gross. So Simon, uh, Kieran Culkin, for some reason is roller skating around and he's kind of with a big pepper grinder like, like fucking Olive Garden. Yeah, asking everyone <laughs> in the cafeteria if they want fresh ground pepper. He's a quirky well, weirdo. Um, 
He doesn't deserve any of the stuff that happens to him. We also get to see a Sarah Michelle Geller uh, cameo, as I said before. Yeah. She doesn't say anything, which is probably why she was allowed to be on here, um, where you probably don't have to pay someone. Yeah. Like that's kind of my guess. But uh, Kieran Culkin asks if she wants pepper. She she shakes her head no and gives him a tray. Um, but then two bullies. We get the Shermanator from American Pie and another guy. And one guy takes pubic hair and puts it on a pizza. It was he reached into his pants and he it was kind of a lot that he it was. Out. He had so to gross. rip that thing out. So gross. Yeah. Or he's just shedding all the time. Yeah, he's he should talk to someone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that a, was that's a, a problem. That was a normal amount. And it, it's about to uh, become a scene where they're going to try to make Simon eat it, but Zach sees this and puts a, a stop to it and makes these kids eat it, and it's all super duper gross. I'll just keep it nice and summarized at that because it's just super gross. But he's a stand up guy, and he is really nice to Simon, and Simon is really happy. You do get to see Lainey look up, um, and she's very impressed, but they make eye contact, and you could still see he's somewhat guilty and runs mm-hmm. off. And really, it just leads to the prom night. Um, at this point in time, um, Dean has been asking Lainey to go to the prom. And Dean pulls this really, oh, who's Paul Walker, pulls this very weird <laughs> reverse, I don't know, strategy, which yeah. is just, it's full out lying, but it, like, it's really out of nowhere, where you Freddie Prince Jr. like is guilty and he knows there's a bet, but he wants to ask Lainey. But Dean's like, hey, I really like this girl and enough's enough. Like you had a bet because you could win her over that you didn't think she was good enough and now you can make her good enough. And Lainey's like, what? And freaks out. And then Paul Walker has been chipping away at her. Like, I want to take you to this dance and shows up at her house. And he does have a good piece of logic. He says, "Uh, I didn't ask anyone else and plan to show up here in the attempt that you were my only option. So I hope that says a lot for what's happening. And honestly, I would think it would, at least for like a friend date. Like he's, he's he did, he did say like, well, you could just like hang out. Um, he's a liar and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is what he is saying. So, I mean, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, and she goes and he is a liar and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And at the prom, they award King and Queen and Zach wins. And it's a very close vote. Uh, 46% goes to Lainey. She doesn't win it. And Taylor wins. Taylor's super happy about winning. Uh, <laughs> but then starts yelling at all the people who betrayed her. And the, the principal turns her off. Uh, she's like, and those of you who didn't vote for me. Um, I, I wanted to hear more of that speech. Yeah. But uh, somewhere at the prom, a couple things happen. Zach brings his sister, uh, Mackenzie. And she hits it off with Jesse. I love Jesse. Uh, in this cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesse... Jesse's like a really good friend and they do have a really quick scene earlier in the film where it's nice that they establish their backstory. I mean, cause one, I mean, Rachel Lee cook, like clearly is an attractive person like in real life and in the movie, they're trying to make it where it's not. But so you would think like, why does Jesse, uh, who is attracted to Mackenzie and these other girls that he's talking about, uh, not think that Lainey's cute. And it is clearly established that they basically have known each other all of their lives. They have been friends since they were very little. They're basically brother and sister or maybe like cousins. And he says it directly. He's like, I've no, like, do I find you kissable? Like, I don't know. I've known you all of my life. Like you're you. Um, and I think he does a really good job at showing that he's just a friend. Like, I really think he's a good actor. He does a good job. So at the prom, he hits it off with Mackenzie. And I like that. Uh, he's like, uh, I don't really know anyone. And she's like, I go to a school with 500 chicks. <laughs> and then, and, and they, they hit it off. 
But he's in the restroom and he overhears Dean's gonna try to have sex with Lainey. And I don't know why you just <laughs> go into a restroom and start announcing that. Dule Hill is thoroughly off-put by this. He's like, you're gross, dude. Whatever. Pretty much everyone is. He's well, trying like, to like, ran, like random people. He's like, hey, bro, I'm going to sleep with her. And the guy, like, so some random guy just shakes his head. Yeah. <laughs> you're gross, bro. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I also shake my head. I would say nothing. Like, hey, bro, I'm going to sleep with this person. I don't know who you are. <laughs> okay. Um, so at this point, I, I feel like we should talk play by play through it. Uh, there's a seven minute dance scene. Uh, of a fat boy slim song usher says hey get ready for that one <laughs> that i taught you all how to dance to and apparently he taught a hundred people how to dance <laughs> yeah he did it over the pa he just explained the moves really in detail yeah yeah and now we get to see a three minute dance scene uh was it only three minutes because it felt like my whole life mike it was 20 but it only felt like 75 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it goes on forever, like a synchronized dance scene of Fatboy Slim. The two terrible scenes in this uh, film for me are this and the hacky sack scene. I want to go back to the hacky sack scene. I'm going to rip off another movie, uh, one that Mike has seen. But I'm going to implant what should have happened. And I was thinking about this, and it was more similar. Uh, Mike, you've seen Daddy's Home 2. And there yes. is a scene <laughs> where they go to a bar and they're doing improv. Mm -hmm. And through improv, John Lithgow's character starts realizing, like, he's, like, unpacking the real events. And then, right. like, his son is seeing this. That, essentially, I think is what should have happened for real uh, okay. instead of the hacky sack scene. Where that performance group should have called him up. And then they should have been like, we're going to do an improv. And then well, upon drilling, yeah. then it should have been revealed, like... It's too much. I'm asked too much. I can't do too much. I'm one person. Like, but then he realizes it's improv and then like whatever. But I know they probably wanted to leave him off on a more positive note, but like the hacky sack scene's ridiculous. This dance yeah. scene's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, this is dead weight. Uh, I definitely think they should have uh, added, as Mike said, uh, it's in one of my notes, they should have added another Kevin Pollock scene. Uh, an underutilized character in this movie, but every one of his scenes is one of my favorite. Um, I think he's a really sweet father. I really like him as a father in this. I don't really have a rhyme or reason. It's not because I'm a, a dad as well. I'm just like, I have always liked his role in this. And I've seen this movie before. So I'm just like, he was well cast. I don't know. How do yeah. you guys feel about Kevin Pollock as a dad? I love Kevin Pollock as most things. Yeah. I think it was great because it, it also, he's a single dad here too. Yeah. Or I have no idea where to, well, the mother's dead from cancer, but I have no idea how long he's been raising Laney. And you can clearly see in every scene, he's trying his best. And yeah, like you said, there's probably some more scenes that could have been added that adds to his character, which would add more value to their relationship. It's perfectly fine where it is now, but it feels like it could have been so much more if they had more, Pollock scenes. <laughs> the Pollock. Yeah. He, he did it but just prior to the prom he, uh, prom. he did have that adorable scene where he went downstairs and was like, I love that sometimes, scene. you know, I, yeah. I forget that, you, you know, you're a kid. You just got to be a kid. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I totally buy it. Like, he's like, I like his relationship too. As you like noted, Lamar, he's, he is a single father. And you could see a sense like he is working a lot. He's trying to like also have a relationship with each of his kids separately, which is established. Like he's teaching uh, Kieran Culkin more about the business and he's hanging out with him a lot. 
Uh, Lainey on the side. You could tell she has a lot more freedom. I get the sense that Lainey's not the best student in the world. She's not, clearly she does not have like the fourth highest GPA, Hmm. but I I get the sense that she's overall a good student, um, specifically in art and stuff like that, or a dutiful student. So, and she doesn't seem to get in trouble or do weird stuff. So it seems like the dad's like, whatever, like you do whatever you want Mm. Um, in a good way. Like, like, this would not work in a lot of families, but you know, you're missing one of the the parental units due to a death. I think, you know, you grow up quickly. Yeah. I would assume. But yeah, uh so yeah, uh now uh Jesse gets word to Zach that uh Dean is gonna take her to room four oh nine, but we don't know the hotel. And Zach goes in a mad rush, uh calling every hotel, uh driving every hotel, and then uh we don't know where he goes as an audience member and we just see Laney come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Pollock greets her, um, says, Hey, pumpkin nose or whatever. looks like he had fun. As Colin noted, when we started, he does not feel she has a pumpkin. nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah agreed. For how often he says that. Yeah. But you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, FPJ is in, he's, he's inside the house. <laughs> the calls are coming from inside. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Kevin Pollock is like quizzing Kieran Culkin on pool shapes so we can take over the family business. It's a kidney. It's a kidney. <laughs> you learn it or I'm taking one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was a different time. It was, yeah. Again, no one thought they would live past Y2K, so they were like, it was an all or nothing scenario. All the teen movies were released. Kidneys were being taken. Yeah. God, it was a time to be alive. Oh, oh. man. Yes. <laughs> well, Freddie Prince Jr. is there, and they have a very nice talk. Um... Here's a weird thing I'm going to say about this movie. I really kind of like the culmination of their relationship in this movie. So mm. Freddie Prince Jr. is like, hey, I heard what happened and I didn't want that to happen. Like this dude's a jerk and I like you. And it wasn't like overly jealous. It's just like this dude's a jerk and he shouldn't sleep with you. It's for bad reasons. And she's like, well, he didn't. I found out too late, but... He leaned into me and she basically has a bullhorn and put it next to his ear, apparently, <laughs> and just launched it off or pressed the button. She's like, hopefully it didn't cause permanent hearing loss. And uh, they go in the backyard and they start talking and then all the lights turn on and you could see the last scene of Kevin Pollack is him like smiling at his daughter and kind of waving goodnight. Like, again, like, I trust you. I turn on the lights. It's kind of cute. This guy seems nice. Uh, live. That's what he said before. Um and they have kind of a nice talk. And he's like, I'm dumb. And, you know, it was a bet. And she's like, well, what did you lose? Uh, and she's like, uh, he's like, I lost my best friend. I learned a lot from you. Uh, and I kind of like this as a scene because they do kiss. But that's it. Like, this isn't like, I promise I'm going to be with you forever and always. We should get engaged. Like, she straight up says, like, what are you going to do? I'm going to art school. He's like, I'm going to do art too. But he's clearly kidding. But I think what we're watching is like, hey, We'll clearly be here for one another for the summer, but we're totally parting ways. Like, did anyone feel differently about that? Uh, like, that's yeah, perfect. That's I feel, right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly I, what I got. I, I really feel that's a strong writing point, to be honest. Because I'm like, if this was like promises of like, now that we've established this, like from now until June, it will be forever no ways. I'm like, uh, it's just not, it's not realistic. Um, so I kind of like it. It's a very sweet thing. Uh and then she has kind of a memorable line. She's like, I feel just like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, uh, except for the whole hooker thing. <laughs> and you could even tell Freddie Prince, you're just kind of laughing in real life. And she's like, what about that bet? And he's like, you'll see. I never like go back on a bet. And the bet is now we're at graduation 
and everyone's graduating. Uh, Paul Walker is deaf. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, he probably deserves it. So there's that. Everyone's graduating. And one of the last scenes is Freddie Prince Jr. What was the bet? He's not wearing any clothes. He's just wearing like his like uh, honors sash and his cap. And he has a volleyball covering his junk. He gets up and we hear everyone ooh. And he throws his ball that was touching his balls right to Lainey. She smiles. Ball on ball. The end. <laughs> <laughs> she is all that. <laughs> and then he became wow. on the sex offender registry and couldn't go to college. He, Damn it. He became that. <laughs> Now everybody's that. Yeah, he probably is on a couple lists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get to our final critiques on She's All That for this soon after Valentine's Day uh, critique, as always, feel free to reach out out to us at rabbittroopsuckspodcast at gmail.com. If there's any kind of movies you want us to review or something seasonal or something fun or you've got some trivia or you really just want to hear those isolated clips from Mike that we've been talking about for all those years, reach out to us. If not, uh, go to our webpage proper, rabbittroopsucks.com, and there are links to audio files, etc. You could reach out to us in every way by just listening to our podcast, which plays on everything. If you are on Google, it is becoming YouTube. Uh, Apple, Mike, you're going to have to approve something in our Gmail, uh, is now doing transcriptions. And okay. I think we have to just like, uh, click on something to approve it. Uh, so if you want transcribed uh, podcasts, I guess, if Apple's doing it. But anywhere that has podcasts. If listening is enough and you want to read this. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So anywhere that has podcasts. And hey, as always, when you're checking out Apple and stuff, give us that five out of five stars. Yeah. You know you want to. Yeah. Come Follow on. us. Like us. You're all that. You're all that, buddy. You leave a Fella? comment. The comment can be mean as long as the five stars are there. Aren't you a handsome lass with that five out of five stars? <laughs> if you want to tell Paul to bring the keys around, lover. I'm going to change wigs. Yeah, you can change wigs. Bring the car around. Lover. Um, Check out the Bobos on that five star review. If you, wanna, if you want Bobos, a Boboin. Don't get Mo on me, guys. Don't get Mo on Mike. I or, feel like that might be. Not if you want thing to say, if you, if you want a f- shot of my like a fo- like a headshot and oh, then get gosh. to mow on that, we could send you one. No one don't um, mow on my headshot. <laughs> hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, uh, anywhere. Uh, but yeah, and those of you who write us, thanks a lot. A lot of you have uh, you know a lot of people have written like I really love this movie or this meant a lot uh, about the movies we we post. Super cool. Like thanks. Like that's awesome. We'll always reply. But yeah, what did you all think of She's All That, which normally I feel is a movie we wouldn't have selected, but you three have not seen it. It's a couple days after Valentine's Day. Uh, I thought it was pretty pretty fitting. Uh, what do you guys think of She's All That? That was a good selection from you. Um, I don't have much to say about this movie. When you first <laughs> told us that you're going to bring this movie up for us to review, I kind of groaned. Late 90s, teen. Um, I don't want to call it a... Is it a rom com? Do you guys think this is a rom com or sort comedy of, or yeah, I guess just so, yeah. straight out? Um, that's not my cup of tea. I'm gl- happy that I sat down and watched it. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. The banger cast, they're all good. Mm. I'm they're really all impressed. that. They, they <laughs> yeah. are. This cast is all that, the and she's Pollock. all that. <laughs> the Pollock is awesome. <laughs> no, this cast is great. I like this movie. Pretty. It's not the greatest thing on earth, but I liked it. Colin, what are you thinking? She's all that. Um, that is. <laughs> it was okay. I didn't really think she was all that. 
I liked the movie. I liked you know a lot of the writing. I definitely you, you know, think I definitely she was, was really all funny. that really. Yeah, I mean, I think she was a kid that people knew about that they made a bet about. I don't. There wasn't enough like. There wasn't enough dichotomy between like her being a yeah. nerdy, uh, you know, spaz, and then like bringing up to being popular. It just seemed like she just put on a dress and <laughs> called it good. Like she was all that beforehand. Like if, if she was all that beforehand, yeah. then you would think there would have been some recognition. But I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't want to think about this too much. <laughs> but uh, it was fun, and I, I enjoyed watching it. I might go revisit Ten Things I Hate About You so that I could. See which yeah, one is. Yeah. If there's a reason that I've seen that a handful of times and I've never seen this, but I probably won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something interesting about this film, and my wife pointed this out when we were watching this, was this is the story of Freddie Prince Jr. and not her. So like the idea that she's yeah. all that, like she is not the main character, which is hmm. kind of crazy when you think about it. And like thinking about this movie before. I would. I often think she's the main character. Freddie Burns Jr. is like co-main character. Uh, but watching it and my wife pointing that out, I was like, oh my God, he is totally the main character. And that's what I think clicked before that like he's kind of in a different film for me. He's a much more serious actor uh, in comparison to everyone else in this film. Uh, I actually just really respect him. The more I watch Freddie Prince Jr. movies, I feel he is a strong actor and has often been in movies that don't do well, but it's not because of him. And I feel that might be my, I'm going back and watching these films. Um, but I do want to just note, I think Freddie Prince Jr. Is, is a pretty solid actor and I do like him in this. I overall like this film. I, I do not like those two scenes. The hacky sack scene is ridiculous. Um, I bet Freddie Prince Jr. hated doing that scene. Um, the dance scene uh, to Fatboy Slim is just ridiculous as well. But for... What this movie is, like a fun, quirky comedy romance, I, I that's why I've seen this movie a bunch. Like, I've had it on the background. I think this movie is a lot of fun. I do agree with Colin that the, is she all that? <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, there, I think what the story is, Zach met a really nice person, and that person is just, like, really cool and down to earth. I don't think that's bad, but it was not like, I met her and I realized like she's the inventor of magic. Like, right. like that's she's all that. Like, holy shit, she's a wizard. Um, it was just more like I met someone who I thought was like a like a weirdo, but they're actually just kind of cool. So yeah, like I don't know if I'd be like, she's all that. It would just be like, she's nice. <laughs> in comparison to all the other women in this movie, which were just standard Beverly Hills teens. Yeah. And, and and as noted, some of those some of those women were coming around like they liked Lainey at the end because uh, she was just nice and everyone just wanted to have a good time, yeah. not just be treated like a jerk. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun with this movie. Do I do I think twenty five years later that like a lot of these messages hold up? Like as far as like school stuff, yeah, overall. Um, but again, I think the transformation was kind of not really there. All right, Mike, she's all that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no, I, I, you're definitely right. This was a Freddie Prince Jr. movie. Like, he's the only one who really goes through any kind of, like, growth. Yeah. Uh, like, Lainey gets a haircut, but she's the same person throughout the whole movie, which is fine, because she was great to start with. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it more than I thought I, I would. Uh, I got a couple chuckles out of it. I if, I if I had seen it when it came out, I would have fucking hated it um, and probably would have still hated it. And I recognize why I avoided it. Uh, cause like to Lamar's point, this is not really my kind of movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it. 
I, I maintain, I, I had a feeling going into this and I was validated. I do genuinely believe that not another teen movie is a better version of this movie. <laughs> um, and so like, I knew the plot of this movie cause I've seen not another teen movie like 45 times. Um, and I think it's funnier and more interesting than this. Uh, but that's, that's really it. I think it's funny that Mike Mike noted that like if you saw this movie when it came out. So I kind of noted I did. Again, not like in the theater or the day of. But when I saw it in 2000-ish, uh, that was my guess. I Again, I, I've, I've also too always really like Kevin Pollock. So I remember being like, I like Kevin Pollock's character. Again, he's not in it a lot. Kevin Pollock probably has like, honestly, 10 minutes, maybe 12 in this movie spread throughout. This movie's an hour and 35 minutes. Um. And I just was very neutral to it. I, I don't dislike rom-coms. At this time, Like my rom-com of choice would have been Clueless, uh, would have come out uh, several years previous to this. Yeah. That is like, I, I mean, Clueless for me is like definitely even more comedy. That was just like a well-crafted film yeah. for a lot of stuff. So this movie was more neutral. I, I, I do have to say, I kind of like it a little more now that I'm older. I think me not being closer to their age, so like when this would have come out, I would have been closer to 18, et cetera. Um, I think it's better that I'm a more experienced adult. I like Kevin Pollock, Kevin Pollock's character even more, but as noted, uh, I, I have more respect for Freddie Prince Jr. I, I truly feel he was a good actor in this and I feel again, story might be limitations. Um, but I, I liked some of the sweeter moments, I think. I think just like when I was young, I think I was just like kind of jerky when it came to movies. Like I was just going to say the same thing. Like you're a little bit older than I am. So like this movie came out when I was, I would have still been in high school, like months away from graduation. But, and I was definitely like more of like a too cool for school kind yeah. of dick bag. So, which is probably why I didn't watch it. Like I don't teen rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, and that that guys, this is why I really like the sweet ending. Uh, that I, I know it sounds strange, like I keep saying it, but like I really like that it seems more realistic. Like we see the couple leave off, they're embracing, they're kissing, but it really is all that. Like who knows? It, it, like, it is all that. Like it's <laughs> all done. That it's um, like yeah. One of the the uh, repeating kind of gags through the thing is like, oh, uh, when. Uh, Taylor breaks up with him. He's like, oh, you thought we were going to be dating through, How sweet. through college? Yeah. How sweet. And then that goes on a, a couple more times. So oh, when just... Matthew Lillard says it, it's <laughs> such an a-hole thing. Oh, it's that little so like good, smirk though. grin. Like, oh, how sweet. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's really like the crux of this movie. Is like at the end, he's like, you know, we don't have to date through college or whatever. We can just enjoy the time we have together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty adult ending for a high school rom-com yeah like i mean again like they're both established as intelligent adult people uh in a high school where a lot of other people need to grow up so yeah i think honestly like that just for me like makes this movie hold up a little more again you know not that everyone read pygmalion but like this tale will be told a billion more times uh in our lifetime and stuff like that so we'll, we'll see this again uh they made he's all that uh, I know Matthew Lillard and Rachel Lee Cook have cameos as different characters. I think each in it for like a minute or something from my understanding, but the reviews of the movie are absolutely abysmal. I'll never watch it. Like they're very below. Like I did not see anything redeeming about this, but same director. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not, it's not, it was like a Netflix original. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. yikes. Well, 
Next week, I mean, talking about revisiting some movies, we're not far off, a little, a little older. We're coming back at you with 1996's The Cable Guy. And I know Jeremy's not here uh, with us today, but I'm going to give uh, some advice to all of our listeners. And as always, thanks for listening. Jeremy's advice, uh, because we're trying to highlight to Colin and Mike that we like this movie, but it was misrepresentative, misre- misadvertised. And the advertisements often, uh, I think people thought this would be a zany Jim Carrey movie and it's going to be funny. And it is funny, but Jeremy's advice was, uh, and me to note as well, this is a dark comedy. Jeremy's advice is watch it as that. Watch it as the lens of more of a stalker, dark comedy than anything else. Um, Matthew Broderick, I think, is amazing. Uh, My sales to Mike on this is there's so many cameos. Bob Odenkirk. Super young Jack Black. I mean, such such a baby face that you'll see. Um, George Seagal plays uh, the father. The father. <laughs> um, and the Pollock. He'll be stepping in as the Pollock. But yeah, uh, I really like Cable Guy. This movie is hated, and I, I feel it is not rightfully so. I, I try. I'm, I'm totally serious about this. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to rewatch this. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see if I still hate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Colin, what was your view? Like, how, when did you see this? Uh, uh, must have been right around when it came out. Okay. And I'm, you know, I was I'm, wasn't really a big uh, like Ace Ventura, just Jim Carrey fan in general. So, like, expecting the kind of quirky and then not getting that just further. Yeah, from everything that it was supposed to be. Everyone needs to watch this movie through Matthew Broderick's eyes. Like you, you need you. We need to experience this as we are Matthew Broderick. Um, and the last time we saw Matthew Broderick was Tower Heist, which I loved his role specifically. And um, I love Matthew Broderick. I think he's a lot of fun. But yeah, we'll see if Mike still hates the Cable Guy. Um, yeah, as always, the Cable Guy. Cable guy. (laughs) Private trip sucks. Private trip sucks. (laughs)